Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Yo, you got plenty of time. Relax. Deep breath it. I'm buried in an opening and you're buried in snow. Oh, buddy. And you know what the best part is, is it's snowing again right now. And that's the thing is like now you don't want it to snow. So you don't have to go out. Now, every time it snows, it's like the opposite, like with rain in the springtime and whatever in the summer when it rains, you're like, nope. And now it's just the opposite. So, dude, how much rain do you get a year? You get a lot of rain apparently too, right? We did this year. It was the most we had in 175 years. Yeah, because I don't like like normally we get uh, 120 centimeters of snow from uh, October to May. That's mm -hmm. our average, 120 centimeters. So what's that? What's a what's 120 centimeters? What is? I'm googling it right now so everybody can listen. Forty inches. In inches, 120 centimeters in inches is 47 inches. That's pretty close. Yep. Okay. 47 inches of snow. And that's, you know, all at once. No, we get it a little bit here, a little bit there. Right? Yeah. yeah. And that's not accumulating. That's what fell from the sky. So yep. the, the summer, the summer is about the same. You know, usually you can count on one day a week is going to be rain. Now, mm -hmm. maybe we get two, three days of rain and then it's dry for two weeks, whatever. On average. This, this year, it was three of five days were rain days. All we got a lot of rain this year. A lot of rain, a lot yeah. more. No, and it wasn't even a lot. It's just usually like our monsoons, monsoon season is like end of July, mid-July, end of July into August. And we didn't get a lot in July, but then in August and September, we got more rain than I, like we got some really big thunderstorms. It's not like constant over days. It's more just like these huge downpours. Yeah. And then drizzling and then downpours every once in a while and so that we'll get like an inch of rain right and then on the total for the year it's like four inches total all year oh, but it's no. get like three giant rainstorms in that time frame so we're the prairies man this is farmland out here yeah. you can you can grow shit out here most yeah, of the time you know it's it's just like that joke where uh you know there's three prostitutes and one prostitute says last night i met a doctor and they said oh really he said yeah he said, if I'm ever in any medical problems, I can uh, get them taken care of by him for free. And the second prostitute says, that's nothing. Last night I met a lawyer and he said, if I'm ever in any legal problems, he says, he'll take care of it for free. And the third one says, last night I was with a farmer. And they said, oh yeah. She said, yeah, first it was too wet. Then it was too dry. Then he wanted the government to pay for it. Oh my <laughs> Lord. That's fantastic. <laughs> so... So I paid for it. <laughs> I did, I did, I did uh, 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 20 hours and then uh, four more today. And uh, I know everybody, they, they ask, 
what's your secret? What, what is it that motivates you? What is it that makes you, you know, how can you possibly do that? And I'll tell you, okay, just between you and me and our Saturday, the seven listeners that listen to Saturdays. Okay. I made $28,000 yesterday <laughs> in a day. <laughs> yeah. So you can see why <laughs> I don't want to get out of that truck because every hour that truck is running, I'm making about 12, 1500 bucks. Uh, yeah. I spent another, the last, like the last shot to fill everything in like another two grand to get everything needed. And then now it, from here on out, it's tonight's going to be the first time we receive money. Yeah. We'll need the inspector for the plumbing to come in on Monday got the water filter behind us i'm just going to do bags of ice for the for the smoothies tonight for the event you know the private event we're doing yeah yeah um and then by monday kitchen is dude incredible let me tell you man uh my my chef my partner the cook you know um with the food is it is a dance in the kitchen dude it's pretty cool man like he because we had it all set up right like the way that we would want a kitchen. He came in and moved everything. So we arranged everything in a way where it's like, obviously a station, no more than two steps in any direction. Yeah. And so it's just minimum steps. Everything's like exactly how it's supposed like the, to be. Like the, like the McDonald's movie with Michael That's Keaton. About, yeah. Found, so he said, you need to watch that movie. So you understand, because this is what I'm implementing. So everything is two steps and enough for two people to handle all of it. That's, yeah. that's what it is. So pretty cool, man. And then right now, as soon as we finish the pot, I'm going to hang up a lamp, which is the last thing I need to do. One more lamp. And then we've got the, he's going to come in here and teach us how to prep all the desserts. So nice. Dude. And then personal stash. Oh yeah. Wait, it's, what did that, what did the bottom of that say? 35. What does it say? It's 175 milligrams per piece, 20 pieces, 3,500 milligrams per jar. Bing! I'm eating that jar. Oh, yeah, those are good. 500. Yeah, yeah. I'll eat those. I'll eat all of those. I'm going to eat all of those and dress up like one of your plants. Those are going to be my – so we've got some 25 and some 10 milk chocolate, dark chocolate ones that we're going to give to anybody who signs up a member. That's what they get tonight. Yeah. Plus nice. off the membership, all that good. I'm going to get everybody signed up tonight. I'm going to get at least 20 or 30 people signed up and then I'll, I'll introduce them to the machine. I think you're going to have way more than that sign up. Well, we don't have that many people coming in today, dude. Uh, but I, I, I think you're going to get dang near everybody that shows up tonight to sign in. And then I think your next night you're going to get every, and then there's going to be a lineup down the street and slowly, but surely something is covering your camera and I can't see the top oh, of your head. There you go. Wait, I mean, everything has a place now. Yeah. Like it's officially literally it's one lamp. My Carmine is doing the menu for us. Cause we're doing little wooden letters. So she's having to stick each individual letter on there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude, there's a lot of hard work into this, but it's cool, man. So Excited, nervous. went to bed at two o'clock in the morning. My cousin is here from Mexico who did all the stickers, all the signage and everything. And he's been doing that for the last three days. And then, but we're going to hard stop at four. We need to have everything done, cleaned, ready to go for everybody to go home, get dressed up to come back and and do it. Yep. That's super lemon haze. That's, That's, I've got those for you. 
<laughs> it's my it's i'm i'm sponsoring it myself so let's 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 get into a little bit of uh dallas green bay tomorrow we've got uh mike mccarthy making his return to green bay and you know as much as yeah you know mike did this mike did that on the way out he's a good guy and he deserves a round of applause he brought us another championship he you know he 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 got us out of the Favre era and moved us into the Rogers era. I mean, dude, much respect seeing it yeah. now for the second time with the second coach. What he had to deal with in a diva. Like right? I'm sorry, like I, I'm at that point now with Rogers where I go back on the era and we gave Rogers the benefit of the doubt, right? Like it was McCarthy and McCarthy was doing anything. He's doing the exact same thing to Matt Lafleur. So at this point. There's much more respect I have for Mike McCarthy than I did when he left, understanding the dynamic of, of the locker room with Rogers in it, to be honest with you, man. Yeah. Did you see uh, Kirk Warner break it down and show a whole bunch of different, uh, you know, issues? And, you know, he was saying it's not just a matter of look at these guys. They're running open. Apparently they're in the wrong spots. Apparently they're running wrong routes and they're getting open, even though, they're getting open. They're not where they're supposed to be. So listen, I think there was games that the defense cost us. I think there was games, the special teams cost us. I think there was games, the run game. I think the O-line, I think the wide receivers. And I think this last game, Detroit, this was a Aaron Rodgers. That's what I think it was. You that exactly what you said is the reason why this team is not fixable this year, dude. Cause it's not one thing you can pinpoint. It's everything execution from top to bottom. That's the problem. That's why I don't anticipate we win this weekend and we're going to win very few games moving forward. Never know. Two, two, more, have two more. We have, we have, we have hope, right? Like maybe ah. they beat the Cowboys and then go on this huge fucking crazy run. Maybe he's done it in the past. Let's go Rogers. Let's see what you got, bro. Maybe Charlize Theron leaves the beaches, gets on a plane, comes to Winnipeg, or comes to Oak Bank, and, and, and takes me away from all of this. I'm not going to put any money on it. I'm not, <laughs> not going to rest. Not, no. You know what do you mean? You're yeah, not we're either. Done. What are you saying? We're done. <laughs> you, and I, you and I are completely done yeah. making excuses for this team. Yeah, they've already. There's no more. There's no more. We're not even. We're just going to try to find. We are who we thought they are. Well, fuck me, dude. That's. (laughs) Well, they elevated a running back and an offensive guard for the Cowboys today to get onto the 53. So I think um, there's some issues with Zeke. You know, with his limited action, but still Pollard is very dynamic. I have a feeling that Parsons is going to have. 56,000 sacks and they're going to have 250 yards rushing against us. If they can stop those two things, then it'll be close. It'll be, well, I have my prediction, but we'll, we'll save that a little bit here for, for them. What did you see? I, I will tell you, man, not only because I'm busy with the the stuff, but ever since the Packers have lost, I've absolutely not looked at any, like there's no NFL network. There's like, I'm not watching anything. So I'm trusting Twitter and the wonderful Twitter community there, dude, with what they post out in terms of news and what's going on with the team. It's Saturday. 
We're going to see what the final injury report looks like, right? I mean, it's it's bad, dude. It's a laundry list of everybody's on. Like, it basically looks like every single starter is on that list when I pulled it up. Like, there's no point in saying, oh, it's one or two guys. The whole team is hurt, man. So we have no idea who's going to play where, what's going to happen. Um, I, they're going to have to – look, here's where the locker room has to get together, right, buddy? And this is where the locker room needs to do something. There is a direct correlation – between a team winning, a winning team, and their short injury list, because everybody wants to get out there when you're winning, and a team that's losing and a long injury list, because if we're losing, I might as well take care of my knee. What do we, it doesn't matter anyway, right? The excuses start to pop up. You know, you start phoning things in. Uh, I'm mostly upset for guys like Lewis, Mercedes Lewis, and Crosby, and Cobb, these guys that came, you know, well stuck into their around. careers. Yeah. yeah. Look around, took pay cuts to stick with the team, come back with the team to finish their careers here. And silence. You know what I mean, dude? Like, what, what can you say? It's just there. It's probably obviously much harder for them to be dealing with what they're going through as a team, right? With these guys and having to, when was the last time one of these guys had a losing season? Right. 2018, I guess. Yeah, so a couple of years, right? I mean, it's it is what it is. I don't know. I I think what we're gonna do is uh see what happens this weekend, bro. I mean, it's it's one of those things where if they all decide to show up and get together, then we have a chance. But it's not gonna happen. Like, there's no Matt's muted. Drink, drink, drink some more. Chug. Keep chugging. I'm clicking the button. There I you feel are. like like when I'm on the Bluetooth in my truck and I'm like, I click Brad the button. And I go, Carla and Mike and all these yeah. our Saturday drinking squad, dude. Pack rats, all these guys had to chug a beer in the time you unmuted yourself there, bro. I don't know. I'm getting to the age where me and technology aren't getting along as well as maybe we should. You know, I'm in, in the truck the other day. Phone's ringing. I hit the answer button on the steering wheel. I go, hello, Turf Boss. It rings again. I go, Oop. I push the button a little bit harder this time. Hello, Turf Boss. Rings again. I'm like, what am I doing? I look down. I'm like, click. I hit it a third time. I go, hello, Turf Boss. Oh, hello. I'm like, what the hell? Like, I hit the button three times for crying out loud. Yeah. The other day, I was trying to answer a phone call. Just trying to answer a phone call on my phone. I don't know what I hit. But suddenly I'm, I, but suddenly I'm calling somebody. I'm like, what did I touch? Why am I calling somebody now? How come they're on hold? What happened? <laughs> I feel like, like when VCRs came out, my grandmother used to make me come over and she'd go, Matthew, make the thing play my show. <laughs> That's what I was going to tell you. You know what? That's what I was going to tell you. We're, we're still young, dude, but at that age where now you start getting stuck in your ways a little bit more and, it's, it's hard to learn new things, right? Like, especially technology, like I like my phone, right? I know how to use it, but it took me forever to get used to, because I had an eight that had the hard button on the bottom, as opposed to the, like the whole screen iPhone. It took me so long, dude, to like mentally, like go to that. And now the iPads that we have for the business have the, the button on it. And my brain's like, fuck you, dude, that was so long ago. You're going to have to relearn this again. I'm oh. like, how do you use the button? It's, how do you open the screen? <laughs> I broke 
the door handle on the inside of the door of the truck broke, broke right yeah. off. Yeah. That's because GM uses that really shit white metal, right? It's yeah. basically yeah. like hard solder. It's not even like, I think solder has probably got a higher tensile strength than the, uh, than this white metal ship. So the door handle breaks off in my hand. I swear to you. And I laughed after this. Remember I called you and told you about this. I sat in the truck for about three minutes and my, and I was like, how do the, how the fuck do I, I can't even get out. How do I even get out? And it was almost like my brain was like standing off to the side going, give him a minute. He's a fucking dummy. And suddenly my brain goes, all right, moron, roll down the window. And I'm, and I was like, oh crap, that's right. <laughs> like I could just reach the outside, open the door, roll the window back up. Got it. But every time wow. I stop somewhere, I reach down to grab the handle. Oh, nothing. dude, that's, yeah, that's that's a reflex at that point. It's like putting on your seatbelt. You like, I don't yeah. even think about putting on. Like, it's just there. I, I actually have a. We got a a really nice like thirty whatever thirty cup coffee maker right for the americano, so we don't have to like be making it every time. And we take it out of the box, and there's so many boxes, dude, that we're unpacking for just everything that we oh, need. Yeah. Like, constantly, it's a dumpster. Like going to the to the dumpster here every night. So at the end of the night, dude, on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Done. Everything's got everything cleaned up, kind of swept everything, pushed all the boxes in there. Go and dump them, dude. I come back and my wife's trying to set up the, the coffee machine. And she's like, uh, where's the spout? I was like, it's in the box. I was like, I threw the box away. Oh, that's the best, isn't it? So Did I had go to go dump diving? diving. Yeah. And luckily it was still in, you know, it wasn't too full. Like there was just a couple cardboard boxes and then my boxes. And then like in the black bag where I had my trash, I had to rip it open and I took it out and found it. And I was like, okay, but I had to literally get it. And my wife's holding the cell phone light in there as I'm dumpster diving, dude. So I can officially say that I dumpster dove. So we had a Christmas party a few years ago. And one of the gifts that uh, I think it was my father-in-law or it might've been my wife's uncle or something gave us, it was like five $100 bills in a card, right? And I remember I took the card out and I put the card on top of the piano. That's where you, you know, you put them up there so everybody can see the card. And I left the money in the envelope. And the next day we've got like four big bags of trash and I take it to the dumpster and I throw it all out. And my wife calls me, I shit you not. I haven't even driven away oh, from the dumpster. No. And she calls me and she says, I can't find that envelope. I think I might've thrown it out. Did you take those bags to the garbage? And I said, I just put them in the dumpster. She said, are you kidding me? I stood there staring at this rat infested hell hold of a tuberculosis, hepatitis, yeah. tetanus, death trap. How much is 500 bucks worth to me? So right now in the dump somewhere is a yellow envelope with $500 cash in it. So you didn't go. You didn't do it for 500 no. bucks. You didn't go. No. I did, no. It, for, I did it for an $8 spout. <laughs> <laughs> but if you were just in there and it wasn't like this was, this was crazy. I opened up the lid of this great big dumpster and something inside was running around. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, I don't know what's living in there. Yeah, no, this one was good. And they clean it out every, like, probably every other day, man. Like, that thing's empty. Like, they do a good job. Obviously, there's residents here and people that live here. So, there's a lot of trash accumulated. But 
that's why we're moving to like seriously dude like the compost that we're going to be doing all our forks all our like everything is going to be biodegradable and, and compostable so i've already talked to management to let me put a compost machine in there to just throw all of our food all our plates everything in there and just let it sit there and make mulch yeah so, i don't want to yeah. produce trash man and that's all we do well that's pretty funny that we talked about dumpster diving because that's what the backers have been doing for the last six weeks, dude. Or five in a row. Are we going to be going for six in a row here, pal? Yeah. You know what? Let's do. Uh, let's do Doctor Deepak. Let's do the break. Let's do Doctor Deepak's injury report, and then we'll come back and we'll bitch about the Packers a little more. There you go. This is you and I. Jimmy Cheese Butt. TJ Williams. Doran again. Shelly. Reed. Randy McGray. Peter Nebels. Mick. Baby. Alex Brown. Matt Stevenson. What's up? Matt Ramage. Andrew Falk. Matt Kuhneman. It's Eric. Bruce Banker. Matt. Matt Fraley. Chris. Chris McLeod. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Luke Sog. Kristen. Kimmy. Coach Juan. Colton Moore. Dave Robbins. Kermit the Frog. Kelly Bruner. Eric. Luke Sog. Jeremy. Jimmy Cheese Butt. Young Bales of Hay. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. I'll find a What's your name, little girl? What's your name? Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. Also, you can find our merch on PackersWithoutBorders.MyShopify.com and TeePublic if you want cups, mugs, and those types of things. You can also visit us on Patreon.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders and give us some money. And AudibleTrial.com front slash PackersWithoutBorders. Give them a click, check them out, try that 30-day free trial with them, and enjoy your books. Peace and go Pack Go! Brussels in Belgium, Central Illinois, LA, California, Nova Scotia, Las Vegas, Nevada, Northern Wisconsin, Sweden, Sheffield, we're in Michigan, Louisville, Kentucky, Seattle, Chita, Kansas, from the UK, Chicago, Illinois, Granger, Indiana, from Melbourne, Australia, Omaha, Nebraska, Cincinnati, from Ohio, Nebraska, San Diego, from Willow Springs, Illinois, California, Nebraska, from Northern Michigan, Austin, Texas, California, LA, California, Turkey, Kansas City, Indianapolis, Indiana, Southern Cali. You are listening to Packers Without Borders. Borders, the finest podcast in all the land. People move into this groove up through the night. Take a flight to Paris, do a show, watch the glow in the spotlight. I am your doctor. Here's the prescription. All right, welcome back. It's your boy Pac with the Sportsmen Analytics Podcast. It is Saturday morning. We are getting you ready to win week 10. So let's dive right in. Starting with the biggest news of the week, Josh Allen. He's a true game time decision, but we would lean slightly towards Allen sitting out week 10. We're not really expecting a long absence here. Quarterbacks can play through this injury if they have to, but sitting allows them to get a head start on healing without risking re-aggravation. It's the safer play for the big picture of the season as a whole. 
Now, if he misses week 10, we would anticipate his return week 11 or 12 without too much of a performance hit. As long as this is managed reasonably well, Allen should be full strength well before the playoffs start. And then we have Jonathan Taylor. Now Taylor will play should be nearly full strength from a per play production standpoint. Our data indicates that running backs returning from low ankle re-aggravations generally see decreased snap counts in their first game back. But now with Naeem Hines traded away and Deion Jackson out with injury, we'd anticipate essentially a full strength and full workload JT in week 10. Kyler Murray, his week 10 status is to be determined, likely won't be announced until right before the game. Based on his practice progression this week, our algorithm rates his probability of playing at just over 50%. However, there is an elevated re-injury risk here, so it wouldn't be that surprising if the Cardinals sit Kyler in order to avoid any lingering issues with their franchise quarterback. On Matthew Stafford, another quarterback whose status will remain in the balance until Sunday. Based on his practice progression, our recent concussion protocol data, and that means post-TUA data, suggests he's likely to sit out week 10 and return week 11. When quarterbacks come back, they do so with full production levels. On Debo Samuel, he looks ready to play this week, which is right in line with typical hamstring return timelines. Wide receivers and running backs return at just over 90% of their pre-injury production after moderate hamstring injuries, but they also carry an elevated about 15-20% to re-injury risk for the first two games back. After that, we'd expect him to be basically in the clear. David Njoku. Now, high ankle sprains for tight ends average four to five weeks, and Njoku is only at three. He's out this week, but he is likely to return week 11 or 12. Performance dips most commonly last six weeks though, so we wouldn't really be looking to start him in his first week back regardless. Ezekiel Elliott has now had three weeks to recover from an injury that averages three to four for running backs. He tends to be aggressive in his return timelines, and we saw that especially last year from his PCL. So we would expect him to play week 10. However, it would be atypical to see him full strength before week 11 or 12 here, so we're anticipating some short-term workload limitations, especially because they have a strong Tony Pollard. Darren Waller, now re-aggravated hamstring strains, unfortunately average four to six weeks for tight ends and wide receivers, but players like Waller who are in their 30s tend to have very high re-injury rates for the remainder of the year. He's not an unreasonable buy-low candidate if your fantasy playoffs go late into the season, but he's not really a player we're interested in targeting. Just look at Keenan Allen's season as a cautionary tale for this case. Mike Williams, now he has an outside shot to return week 11, but severe high ankles for wide receivers trend closer to five to six weeks. He's currently at only three. Anticipate his return week 12 or 13, but with a performance dip that typically lasts through week 13. Keenan Allen, he re-aggravated his hamstring like Darren Waller during the week eight bye. These injuries average four to six weeks, so it would be surprising to see Allen on the field before week 12 at the earliest. Again, for older players, these injuries do tend to linger, both in terms of re-injury risk and performance impact. So we're avoiding Allen for the rest of this season in all formats, basically regardless. Then we have Kenny Galladay. He's now six weeks removed from spraining his MCL of his knee. Galladay projects to return at full strength in week 10. There's not a ton of target competition with the Giants, but his pre-injury production was pretty minimal to begin with, so it's pretty hard to imagine starting Galladay in most formats. Jahan Dotson, now given his age, timeline, and practice progression, our algorithm projects Dotson to return week 10 at about 90% of his full explosiveness. 
The re-injury risk here is significantly elevated, it's approximately 20% for the first two weeks back. But if he makes it through that window, he should be basically in the clear. Then we have Aaron Jones. Now injury video suggested a moderate severity low ankle sprain, it would make Jones likely to play week 10. His per play production should be maintained, but our historical data indicates that his backups are likely to see more touches than normal during the first game back. Then we have Traylon Burks. Now, even though he's been activated to return from IR, we'd recommend caution about reinserting him immediately back into lineups just yet. Severe turf toe injuries generally cause performance dips that last about eight weeks. That would mean a lag in explosiveness until about week 12. On Romeo Dobbs, now, Week 9 video on Dobbs suggested a severe high ankle sprain. Those would average 5-6 to six weeks for wide receivers. The fact that the Packers haven't put Dobbs on the IR suggests that they're hoping for a 4-week return timeline. Even if that ends up being the case, return of full production usually takes the full 6 weeks for wide receivers, so we wouldn't be planning to start him before that regardless. Then we have a series of defensive studs, starting with TJ Watt. He should be back to full strength without limitations week 10. His pec tear is not likely to affect his performance level or re-injury risk at this point, and our data suggests a similar outcome from the recent knee surgery that he had. On Chase Young, now don't expect Chase Young to rush his return for this week or next. Now that he's one full year removed from ACL surgery, he's very likely cleared for all activities but he's on a losing team and he's a budding young star, so there's minimal incentive for Young to ramp up quickly. Expect his return to the field around week 12. And last but not least, we have Buda Baker. Baker dealing with a, high, a mild high ankle sprain. These still tend to last about two to three weeks for DBs, and despite his return to the practice field this week, he'd be significantly beating the odds if he plays. Expect his return to the field most likely week 11. And that is all for today. Don't forget to hit us up on Twitter at SportMDAnalysis and Instagram at SportsMedAnalytics. Yeah, so Dr. Deepak, with all your fantasy football injury updates, he's got it all. He knows it all. In fact, uh, I think he's actually uh, hired a few people that go around and uh, with crowbars and a Nancy Kerrigan, a few of the guys, just so he's got something to say. All right. Here we go. I've got some stuff for you, man. All right. So you're going to tell me. I'm going to it's going to be like a Packers Cowboys kind of trivia, right? Okay. All right. They don't play every year, obviously. We know this because of the the rotation of everything. But Cowboys Packers, when was when do you think their first meeting was? What year? Eighteen forty seven. November thirteenth, nineteen sixty. Packers won forty one to seven. I so thought it was maybe in the early fifties, so nineteen sixty. Okay. Obviously, their latest meeting was the 2019 game, right? In October 2019, Packers 34, Cowboys 24. So, it's coming up, dude. November 13th again, it seems. Oh, how interesting is that? Today, we might want to tweet this out, buddy. So, the day they play the Cowboys here is the same exact date that they played them, November 13th, 1960. They're playing November 13th, 19, uh, 2022. Wow. 
Cool. Those of you going back in time just have to set one of the dials. That's it. So meeting total, 37 Packers all-time series, 20 to 17. Regular season, 16 and 13. Postseason, they are tied 4-4. The most recent result was Green Bay, 34, Dallas, 31. That was in 2017. Largest victory comes from the Packers at 45 to 7 in 2010, but the longest win streak has been the Cowboys, of course, right? From 91 to 96. So they wow. played eight times in the 90s and they basically swept us in the 90s. Right now, the current win streak is the Packers with three from 2016 to the present. So hopefully, they, there's a little bit of history here, man, that we can start working with. Um, really cool. Just, I hate the cow. I, I don't mind. How can I explain my my hatred for the Cowboys? Because it's Jerry Jones is an ass, but all Cowboy fans know that Jerry Jones is an ass. So there's get that. I just Cowboy fans are pretty loyal, but they're nowhere but nowhere to be seen ever until the the team's winning, and then they start chirping and dressing up and coming out. That's the one thing about Cowboys oh. irritates me. And That's my buddy. Cowboy the, fans since time too. They've all been Cowboy fans since they came out of the womb. Every single one of them. Yeah. Yeah. Lies. Yeah. And you can tell because the stadium's always so full. Exactly. So that's, I mean, that's my buddy Chris there, the uh, trainer for the uh, Bombers. Mary, he, was t he was tweeting out, pop, pop, blah, 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 blah. Ah, I think you still owe me a bottle. Blah, blah, blah. I think this, I think that. And I'm like, I, I think your team has been terrible for a very long time. And I think, and I said, remember I said to him, you better pray they don't fucking drop the ball here and the Packers scoop one out because I will never shut up about that. Super Bowl, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter anymore. I mean, his team was relevant before that guy was born, for crying out loud. Okay, if Terrible. you could have the Packers win one more game rest of season, which one? Bears. Or Vikings. Or Cowboys. I don't care. Cowboys can talk all they want. They ain't there. They ain't ready. Dak it's isn't there. the guy. I just want to keep the bear streak alive. They've got they've got Zeke. Ooh, Zeke. Pollard is way better than Zeke as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. They don't Cowboys. use Zeke half as much as they should. No. Bears fans are going to be insufferable if they beat us this game because now all of a sudden, because they're already talking about how, see, we told you that fields with the right thing is going to be a monster and if they beat us they're going to say see we told you so even though we beat them what there were seven and oh against them going for eight no so let's yeah. just go for eight no so i'd be happy with the bears that's who i would take you know we can't we can't really talk too much smack our team is terrible this year we can't seem to get anything going we're losing players left right and center the coaching staff i think needs to be a, a little bit revamped I think Stinkovich is a stinker as an offensive coordinator. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's dissension going on in the media, in the dressing room, in the locker room. I think there's some whispers in the corner between certain players and certain things are being said and everybody's trying to keep it in the locker room. It's like watching, it's like watching a pot boil full of water and you're just waiting for it to overflow. And it's just right now, it's just kind of like steaming really good. A couple more losses will get it going. It always does. Am I looking forward to that? No, I was I was hoping we were going to go 12 and 7 or 12 and 5, right? I was hoping we were going to go 13 and 4. I was hoping we were going to go to the Super Bowl. That's what I was hoping for. 
Yeah. Now, now I'm hoping for a top 10 pick and something so disastrous on the defense that they finally just grab Joe Barry by the ears and drag him the fuck out of there. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. Yeah. I do not have NFL experience, but I know, I know, I know. I would bet everything. I would bet my house on it and my kids' future on it that I could out coach that defensive coordinator. I, I know it. I know I could. I know I could. Our poor defense is not being unleashed. He's holding back dogs and he's not using them the way that he should. And we should be fighting and, and we're just not, we're backing up. And then you got the offensive woes. You've got special teams. Are they better? Are they worse? I don't know. It's still kind of up in the air. Like they look great for one half. And then the second half, they're terrible. They look just great. One the first terrible quarter. play that completely ruins the entire game. Yeah. Do you like, look, it's going to come down to our rush defense, right? Averaging 4.8 yards per carry. So we're fucked. So yeah. we're fucked is what you're saying. Nearly 140 yards per game is what we're giving up. 140 yards per game, right? And last week, 3.8 yards per carry for Detroit with 117 yards. So there was some minor improvement against one of the worst teams in the NFL, but that's okay. I get it. So, and then again, dude, last time Aaron Jones was in that stadium, he had four touchdowns. So remember he did the little bye-bye and got fine last time he played the Cowboys. So but we're in Lambo. Yep. We're yep. in Lambo. We're not in Texas. So here you go. Here's the problem and this is why we need to run the ball. And that doesn't matter. Here. No, here's well the, the problem. problem here's the problem. The problem is, is Aaron Jones better not be in Texas. <laughs> the Cowboys are 4-0 against teams this year who attempt at least 35 passes. Okay? <laughs> The Cowboys are let's let's here here's a stat for you. Okay. The Cowboys are gonna put the fucking screws to us. And I'm gonna pray and I'm gonna hope and I'm gonna cheer and I'm gonna clap and I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna think about and hope and wish, but we don't stand a chance against any team that's half coordinated right now. The Lions just fucking took us to town. And, and we did it to ourselves. Until we stop making the mistakes, we're not a team. And I think the Cowboys come in and, and Pollard just fucking racks up the yards like there's no tomorrow. And it won't matter if Dak is back there passing or well, not. Here's the thing, man. If we commit to the run and do something that we did similar to the Bills, just keep it within striking distance, right? And then if you can make a couple plays, make a couple plays. Oh, absolutely. I don't expect them to do. Absolutely. How That's much of the run are we going to see? None. How much? Eight, What's eight, the over under? What's the over under? Here we go. Brought to you by Wake and Bake 5001 New Mexico. What's the. God, Let's say combined 22 touches for both running backs over 22, under. 22? 22, eh? For both. Yeah. So that's like uh, 12 for Jones, 10 for Dylan. So you think 22. So I'm going to go under because I think Dallas jumps up quick. And it's just passed the ball more than 40 times. And it becomes hero ball. Yep, I agree. Hero ball. Third and two. Everybody run 40 yards deep. It's going to be. And then I'll scream, catch the ball, motherfucker. Packers win the toss, defer to the Cowboys. Cowboys go down and score, and then that's it. You know, there's a lot of these, they break down, they go, oh, see this route? See how Rodgers threw this three yards short? 
See, yeah. the receiver should have run three yards shorter. There's a lot of that. That's and you know what I think? You know what I think? That's a bunch of fucking horse hockey is yeah. what that is. Exactly no, no, it. no. Rogers should have hit that guy in the numbers. In the yeah. numbers. It, in the numbers. If it, it's going to be short, don't you want to throw it through the guy the way that Brett Favre did? So you throw it as hard as you possibly can to that spot. So it shouldn't be short. It should be well, 50 yards past every time. He was looking a little like Brett Favre during that game with all those interceptions. Unbelievable. I'll tell you that, right? But, so but you know, throwing into double coverage, as Kurt Warner says, it's not Rogers' fault. So what's your prediction? 38-10. 38-10? I've I got – they put the boots to us. I, I think that we lose, but I've got 23-17. I think they put the boots to us. I think they, they just rack it up and they're – they're singing roll out the barrel and the polka dances and bang the drum. And we honestly, and we're watching people walk out in the fourth quarter. Just like, do you remember that game? I Mike Sherman. You. It was one of Mike Sherman's last game. It was a Monday night game. The offense couldn't get rolling. The defense couldn't get rolling. And during the Monday nighter, people were walking out of Lambo late in the third quarter. Yeah, I wouldn't walking out. I'd never do that. The amount that I paid for that seat, I'm going to take it for his They got to drag me out of there. Yeah. I go down <laughs> to be, the bottom, take pictures by the turf. Yeah, dude. They'd, they'd be, they'd be like cleaning up the next day. What the fuck are you still doing here? Like it's, I paid. <laughs> pretty penny for this. <laughs> I'm going to sit here as long as I possibly can. Yeah. Right on, I, pal. I don't think there's too much. There's no, there's no more joy in Mudville. I think, uh, I'm kind of excited, though, for this offseason because I'm excited to see what happens next. Does Aaron Rodgers stay? Does he go? Do we get another wide receiver? Do we not get another wide receiver? I think there's a whole bunch of stuff that we have to address. But what's puzzling about this team is, is they never seem to do that. It's like it's like you need to turn on the lights so you can see in the living room, and they're like, to hell with that idea. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, no, I know it makes sense, but we ain't doing that. I don't think they have a plan. They're trying to make it seem like they do the secretive plan that nobody knows about. I don't think they know what the fuck they're doing. I don't think they're expecting the season to go the way it did. Um, and I think they don't have a plan and we'll have plenty of time to talk about the draft man and our top five, top 10 pick that we're going to have. I think uh, if you're watching at home for the Packer game, and these are the things that I watch, right? And I know you're, you're probably thinking, Oh, Matt, you say we're going to lose. What kind of, I, I, I'm being real here. I, I think we're going to lose. I think that this team needs to get terrible before it gets good again. And I think that there's some coaching issues that need to be addressed, i.e. Lafleur won't let go of a guy when the guy isn't doing bad. He kept Mo around. After that Kansas City game, Mo should have been left in Kansas City. Yeah. And we might have won that San Francisco 49er game. Yeah, it's the same. It's the MO, dude. So we'll see yeah. when they decide to change that. I'm not, that's why I'm like, for the first time in how long, and since we've done the pot, I'm picking against the Packers this year 23 17, man. That's it. You know, Kurt Warner's out there saying it's everybody's fault, but Aaron, here's something that you can compare this to, okay? Uh, LaFleur's offense is the same as Shanahan's and it's the same as McVeigh. They all came up together, they all developed this offense. McVeigh and Shanahan have come out saying that's not the offense. That's not the LaFleur offense. There's yeah, no we jet sweep. About that everything is yeah, everything's supposed to be from under center. So when you're watching at home, I want you to watch. These are the keys to our demise. Okay. I'm not going to give you the keys to our success. I'm going to give you this is why we're losing. Okay. Watch how many D linemen get in the game. Now, listen, Preston and Enoch Bar, they don't count. I'm talking about the fat guys with their hands in the dirt that do the dirty work. Every time we put two D linemen in, 
they run it. They run it right up the middle. Quarterback checks out of it, hot, hot, ice, ice, whatever it is. He checks out of it, and they run it right up the middle for eight yards. Barry refuses to throw that play out. Watch how many times we go in man, and a guy like Campbell or a guy like Walker or Inic Barr or Preston Smith is out there covering their number one wide receiver. Again, major mistake. And then here we go with the offense. So everything is supposed to be under center. This is what Kyle Shanahan and McVay say about LaFleur's playbook. Everything is from under center. Okay. We don't play from under center. We play from shotgun. He says everything is supposed to have a jet sweep, some type of motion. We don't have half of those. Okay. I also want you to watch how many times we get in shotgun and hand off to Dylan and there is no, the box is stacked. There's a linebacker who's going to come free and smokes Dylan immediately at the line. We do not give Dylan an opportunity like we give Jones an opportunity. Lead blocker, sweeping out to the left, sweeping out to the right. We don't do that. These are the keys to our demise. These are the things that are killing the team slowly. And the guys watch this and they see this and, and it drives them insane. Look on the other side too. How many times are we in zone? You can easily tell how we're in zone. You know how? Because it'll be second and four and our guys are lined up nine yards deep. Now, let me ask you something. Can you throw a ball three yards to a wide receiver quicker than I can run five yards? A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent you can, because I got to read, react it and see it. By the time I read and react and see it, the ball's halfway there. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And that's we all are, we're going yeah. we're not, to. We're not putting guys in position. We're just not doing it. And I can harp on it. You can harp on it. We could talk about it for six months. This is what's happening. And these are the things you need to just watch. You just need to watch for. Pay attention to this. This is a coaching issue. And you say, well, maybe it's personnel. Think of the guys that we lost compared to the team that we have now. Why are we so terrible? It's because we're not doing the practices the way we used to do the practices. We're not doing the camps with Aaron there all summer long. Well, he doesn't have to. Clearly he has to. Clearly he has to. We're not doing the full hitting drills. We're not, we're, we're not doing half of the work that Lafleur. And it's almost as if Lafleur is kind of like, listen, I need to get out of here. I'm never going to win coach of the year because they say it's Aaron Rodgers. And clearly it must've been Aaron Rodgers and Devonte Adams that was covering it up. And that's why he didn't win it. But it, maybe Lafleur wants out. Maybe Lafleur wants out. We're just going to have to see. I mean, we got what, eight games left? I, I don't think we win more than two or three, sadly. And if we're lucky. Yeah, if we're this lucky. Is the heart, this is the meat yeah. of, the, of the schedule. And at the end of this, we might not have won one, and we might not have enough to finish off the rest of the season. After I mean, after the bye, maybe, right? And at that point, that's the end of the season. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, this gauntlet that we're going through, I think, is going to continue to just pound down on these guys. They're going to start losing morale, obviously, because they're already injured. They're hurt, just like you said. And that list is going to get longer, and they're going to see a bunch of young guys. And we're going to see maybe Jordan Love at some point if they have to shut down Rodgers for whatever reason. Because, you know what? I mean – it is what it is, man. 23-17, dude. I've got the Cowboys beating the Packers 23-17. You? 34-10. Dallas. I I don't think we have a hope. If they pull one off, I will be doing cartwheels and handstands for a week. Yep. But I just I just don't see it happening. I don't see the team coming after the debacle that we just had. I don't see them getting it fixed in a week, especially losing Gary Stokes. <laughs> 
I mean, the lineup is, like you said, it's six Everybody. miles long. It's a laundry six list. Miles long. But you know what? Any given Sunday, this is why we play the games. This is why I'm going to watch the game. This is why I'm a fan because anything can happen. I, I, I'm wrong 14 times a year about what the predictions are. And maybe this is another one that I'm wrong on. I really hope so. Yeah, me Listen, too. Saturday's pod in the books. You got any questions for us for Monday, Monday mailbag, mailbag Monday. You can find us at Packers without borders at outlook.com. Find us on Twitter at borders Packers. Find us on Facebook Packers without borders, Instagram Packers without borders and Packers without borders merch. Remember these shirts are done. Come the bye week. This is it. We have it's bye, bye, bye. bye, 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 bye. So Packers without borders at my shopify.com. Remember, Again, your questions. Thank you so much to Mailbag Monday, sponsored by Manscaped. So send us your questions, your thoughts, even during the game, whatever you want. Just say what the hell's going on. We'll be happy to read those on Monday. Hopefully it is a victory Monday, but for now, peace out. Peace. Go Pack Go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go Pack Go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego.